Welcome to the Monday Night Raw review on the WWE podcast. We've got a brand new guest co-host, Grace from North Carolina. So you're going to get to hear a brand new voice, and she had some great opinions, a lot of them differing from myself. So this one's a lot of fun, guys. You're not going to want to miss this as we break down the final Monday Night Raw before the Elimination Chamber premium event. Let's get it all rolling right after this. Let's talk about supplements for just a minute. The market of supplements is overcrowded, right? It's oversaturated. There's too many to choose from. You just don't know which one you want. You don't know which one's effective, what has potential harmful side effects. Well, I have one that I can tell you with confidence is not only not going to give you any of those negative side effects, but also will provide you with the energy that's sustainable. It doesn't have those crashes. And the product I'm talking about is called Energy Boost. It's from a company called Vitali Boost, and they sell a bunch of other great products. But you can check out the website at vitaliboost.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. So what makes Energy Boost so great? Well, it's made from natural, clinically researched ingredients that include caffeine, B vitamins, and other energy-stimulating nutrients. And it's perfect whether you're working out, gaming, studying, or during those intimate times with your partner. Not only does Energy Boost give you sustained, powerful energy, it's also specifically formulated to avoid those negative effects that I was talking about that some people experience with just consuming caffeine alone. I, I'm a massive coffee drinker. I can tell you the crash is no fun, right? We all know that. Those of us that are Starbucks affectionados or um, wherever you may get your coffee, we all know what that does. This is not going to give you that crash. And Vitality Boost, by the way, is a leader in the supplement uh, energy market. And customers absolutely love them. Right now, they have a 92% five-star review on Judge Me. It's a third-party review platform that only accepts reviews from verified purchases. So you know they're not just creating these manufactured, uh, manufactured reviews. These are real people reviewing the product, honestly. And 92% is a, an amazing, amazing uh, five-star rating review. So... Check out Energy Boost today, risk-free. You can go to VitaliBoost.com. Again, that's V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. You use our promo code WWE for a discount. But if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the science behind Energy Boost, visit my Vitali Boost's health guide at VitaliBoost.com. Uh, again, V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. And right there, you'll find information from peer-reviewed academic journals about the active ingredients in all of Vitali Boost supplements. All of these supplements, by the way, are made in the United States. That's cool. And a reminder, go to vitaliboost.com and use our promo code WWE. You'll get a discount on the Energy Boost and all of their other great supplements. So don't miss out, guys. Go check out Energy Boost. And again, it's vitaliboost.com, V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. The one that everybody wants, me. This is my idol. You're going to acknowledge me. Hey everybody, welcome to the WWE Podcast. We are here to discuss Monday Night Raw, the final Monday Night Raw before our Elimination Chamber premium live event that takes place on Saturday. So, boy, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of audio coming your way this week as the mailbag's tomorrow. Now, the mailbag may or may not be, again, split into two. 
it's all dependent on my children. So if I can get some sleep and they're getting some sleep, it'll be in one single episode. But uh, lately, I mean, it, the, the mailbag, guys, is like two and a half hours, sometimes close to three hours. It's very difficult for me to find that block of time. So uh, it could be split into two. I don't like doing two parts any more than you like having to deal with two parts, but sometimes uh, life just kind of forces my hand. So I'm giving you a heads up. It may or may not be split into two tomorrow. But tonight we've got Grace with us, and uh, you have not heard from her before. So brand new voice. Always great to hear brand new, smart, intelligent voices. And she checks all those boxes tonight. So um, that is going to be coming your way. But first, first, I want to uh, give a shout out to a couple of brand new patrons who have joined us over the last couple of days. And Grace is one of those individuals who have joined us in the uh, Patreon uh, community. Others that have joined us, Rachel, I'm going to give only first names because I don't want to give anybody's uh, give anybody's personal info out. So we have Johnny, Johnny C joined us uh, today. We have Timothy C who have joined us today. Rachel M joined us yesterday on Valentine's Day. So uh, we have gotten three new individuals over the last couple, uh, day or two. Very grateful. So welcome to all of you. Thank you for your patronage, and it is much appreciated. So get yourself into that community by going ad-free for a dollar. Yes, there's other tiers that get you other benefits, including merchandise and coming on the show as a guest host once a month, all that kind of stuff. But uh, you can't go wrong with a dollar a month ad-free. You don't like those constant ads. I just had somebody on Twitter say to me today, I'm so glad that I went you know, uh, on, on Patreon and just spent that dollar. It's the best dollar I ever spent to get rid of those consistent ads. And I don't blame you. I really don't. Yes, it's a dollar that that's being uh, funded towards the show, towards uh, towards you know supporting the show. And I appreciate that. But it, you can't go wrong, right? It's a dollar. It's a dollar to get hundreds of episodes free, ad free. Uh, so again, website is also under construction. If you go to the website right now, it's a complete disaster. It doesn't make any sense. It's just a template. We've got a big change coming for the website that's also going to include exclusive video content and a VIP lounge area and our ad-free content. So boy, oh boy, we got a lot coming down the line uh, as we continue to grow here. And thank you to everybody who's continuing to support the show. Go to uh, Apple Podcasts too. Apple Podcasts, we do have an ad-free button there too. If you want to go ad-free, you can subscribe. And um, you can also give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. It really does help out the show. One last thing, and I promise we'll get into Raw in the conversation with Grace, is if you want to support a fellow co-host's podcast, there's a few of them. Okay, I want to give uh, you guys an opportunity to hear these podcasts. Kick Ash podcast by Ashley Mann. She has her own podcast that she does unrelated to this one that she covers. She even covered Super Bowl picks in her last show. Um, Ashley Mann, you guys know her. She's one of the original one of the OGs here on the WWE podcast, uh, I'd recommend you check it out. It's called Kick Ash, Kick A-S-H podcast. So check that out. Michael Ritter has his own called Football Function. Zach Smith has random wrestling as well. So go support these individuals as they also try to branch off and and be as, uh, be as successful as they can be. And I know they will be because they wouldn't have been a part of the team if I didn't feel like they had talent. So, all right. Thank you, everybody. And uh, let's get to myself and Grace talk about Monday Night Raw because it was an interesting show and it's it's always great to hear a new take a new take a new voice that's what we're going to get tonight so thank you everybody I'll be back tomorrow with the mailbag until then take care 
I'll talk to you next time. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday Night Raw review. We're going to cover everything that happened on the show, things that you saw on, on the Hulu version, things you didn't see on the Hulu version, and everything in between. But tonight, I've got a brand new guest co-host with me. Her name is Grace. She's from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So, Grace, welcome to the show. How you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. And, uh, I can't wait for the podcast. Yeah, no, and and before we get started, I think people want to know a little bit about you. So, let everyone know first of all, how long have you been a wrestling fan? So, it started a while ago. So, I started as a young fan, probably back in 2011, 2010. Um, started liking it as a kid. Um, I got out of it, kind of forgot about it for a little bit. Um, I would say, honestly, in October of 2021, uh, me and my boyfriend were bored one night and he was like, Hey, you want to watch a old Royal rumble? And I was like, God, I haven't heard that in forever. And, uh, I was like, sure. So we watched one and then we watched two and then three and then four. And then we just watched a bunch of rumbles and we're like, God, we missed this. And we got back into it and we've been watching it since. And we've gone to our first show, um, January, back in January, uh, after day one, it was great. It was awesome. We all got to see our favorites. He got to see Randy Orton. I got to see Becky Lynch. It was a great time. Great show. Honestly, the highlight of the year. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you took quite a break from watching wrestling. How, how long of a break did you have between stopping and starting again in 2021? Uh, quite a long break, like probably like 10 years. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. so from about 2011 to mm-hmm. 2021 so you miss like punk and uh, there's so much you missed okay yeah. yeah yeah i mean i i've caught up on a lot um i mean from the time that i started watching again i've caught up on a lot i mean I've, I've had some time on my hands so old youtube clips you know i have peacock so i can go back watch old matches i've watched a bunch of old matches um old pay-per-views and stuff like that. Oh, sorry. Premium live events. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you can call um, them pay-per-views because they were pay-per-views back then. And, oh, that's actually, you know, yeah, so. <laughs> very true. That's so true. Um, but no, yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like I filled in my brain with the important stuff that I, I have missed. Well, yeah, it, in 10 years is a lot of content. I, I can't even fathom how much content that is, how many yeah, hours well, of shows. Yeah, everything, but you know. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you got the gist of the big things yeah. that happened. I mean, The Rock returned, I believe, in 2011. Um, I, I think it was actually Valentine's Day 2011. So literally 10 years ago yesterday, The Rock yeah. came back and faced John Cena at WrestleMania. Wow, so um, quite a bit to catch up on if you ever want to. And uh, now that we're into WrestleMania season and up to WrestleMania 38, it's almost it, it's insane to me that we're almost at WrestleMania 40. Um, it's I, I feel so old. But um, I, I want to ask your opinion about this news story that's going around. Two things quickly, and then we'll dive into Raw, because I don't want to forget. Yeah. Number one is Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Stone Cold is reportedly close to some kind of agreement and nearing a done deal status with a return match at WrestleMania 38 against Kevin Owens. Now, I don't, I'm not going to provide my full opinion because I, I just did a show earlier today on the news brief, giving my full thoughts on it. Go check that out, guys, if you haven't listened. But I want, I want your thoughts, Grace. What do you think, if this is true, assuming it is, and we get a Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens matchup, Austin's first match back in 19 years? 
I mean, the the time, 19 years, that's by itself. That's crazy. Um, my thoughts about it, I mean, I listened to your, the, news pod, the newsletter podcast, um, and so I agree with you on the fact that I don't, KO is a step, a couple steps below him. So that's a little bit confusing on why I think, I mean, right now they probably just, they probably did that because they didn't really have, they wanted to bring him back probably. They they probably didn't have anyone of a certain stature that, um, available probably. I mean, like you said, like, uh, John Cena coming back for like a one-off or whatever against Stone Cold, you think they would take it a little more seriously since it's his first back his first match back in like 19 years. But um, I still think it would be a good match. I mean, at least fun to watch and see because it, I mean, it's stone cold. <laughs> and um, KO's not, he, he's not a bad wrestler. I, I enjoy watching him. Um, so overall, I think it'll be a good match, but um, I'm actually kind of curious when, if it's true. I mean, I, I think it's very true when they're going to announce it. Like, what how they're going to go about that like is he gonna is stone cold gonna come out on a raw or because if it's true so many articles have been written about it so they at some point they gotta they can't wait till wrestlemania for him to come out i mean they want to sell tickets i assume and they get a bunch if they announce he's coming back so i'm just wondering how they're gonna do it well, I think you're right. That's the biggest part to me. If I'm the company, I want to maximize my ticket sales. I want to maximize the length of promotion I can give this because this this is about as big of a deal as you can have at WrestleMania, at least in terms of stars returning. Like Stone Cold is arguably Stone uh, WWE's biggest star ever, and mm-hmm. to have him coming back, if this is true again, if then you have one of the biggest news stories in, in the last 10 years at WWE with Stone Cold mm-hmm. having his match, first match since 2003. Hell, I was graduating high school at that point. So <laughs> do your math, guys. But I, I really just think, yeah, I have no problem with the quality of the match. You know, I, I think it, the quality of the match will be just fine. You know, but to me, like I'm, I'm like, hey, it should have been Brock. It should have been Cena. Um, but I also wonder if this is maybe a test for him to see if he can maybe have one or two or three you know, over the course of six to 12 months, I mean, kind of have an undertaker type schedule where he mm-hmm. tests his body and says, you know, instead of looking at this as a total one off and that's it, maybe it is a, a quote unquote series of matches of two or three over the over the next year if he wants to go that road. So do you think if this happens and it's successful that this is a, a one off for Austin or could it be that it's maybe an undertaker schedule? I don't know. I mean, He's 57, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, if he can do like a part-time schedule where he can, you know, do matches here and there, that's impressive. Oh, that it's just straight up impressive. I mean, it's impressive that Edge is doing it right now and he's not anywhere. I don't think he's anywhere near 57 at least. Um but I I heard I also heard Stone Cold doesn't he have a couple bad knees or neck or an injury or something yeah yeah it's, i don't know i don't know about right now i want to say it's just for a, like a special match i i wouldn't go with him coming back like an undertaker schedule um just because of those injuries i would say the past injuries 
Yeah, that's probably what I'm leaning towards, too, that this is not a litmus test for his body, that it is a one-off. And also because he started his career in Dallas, Texas, and that's where he had his first match. So why not end it in Dallas, Texas as well? Like, you know, so. Yeah, that's a great point. So it's a nice symmetry there. So maybe he wants to have that one final nice kind of full circle moment for his career. Obviously, he would win the match. There's no question about that. It's just I don't have a whole lot of hatred for for KO. Like, I think (laughs) KO is a likable guy. So to, to want me to get me angry at Kevin Owens to want to see him get his ass kicked is it's tough for me. It's they tough. tried really hard with him bashing Dallas. I mean, they they were going. But that's ham. that's like well, it's like one city out of a hundred. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. like that that's you know, and also the people I've noticed, or I said this on my show earlier today, like the people in Dallas that are going to be there, like ninety five percent of them are not from Dallas. You have so many people coming in from all over the country. It's the one show that's an international audience. So the people yeah. there, I mean, I don't know if they'll boo. If he starts coming out and crapping on Dallas, people are going to go, yeah, we don't like Dallas either. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're from, you know, Scottsdale, England. We're from, you know, uh, New York City. We're from, you know, like, so I don't know. It's it's funny that he's picking on Texas, which does, I don't know. So I, I get it, but you're also really, really narrowing your audience of people you're getting angry. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only thing I would say against that is Texas – People from Texas, I mean, they're loyal. <laughs> they're some, they're loyal to their state. Um, that's the only thing I would say about that. I mean, he went pretty hard on Dallas, and I know uh, people from Texas are pretty serious about, you know, their state. This, these country people don't mess around. Um, I know I'm from North Carolina. The <laughs> when you insult a country people's home state, they they don't take it kindly, but. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that we'll get a little the, Kevin Owens will get a little pop, a bad pop, not a good pop. Yeah, he, he's good on the mic. He's good enough, I think, to generate heat anywhere he is. Oh, yeah. at, he's at. He's comfortable on the mic. He's he's really good. Um, but to answer your question, and then we'll move on about the how how when are they going to do this? If they're going to do it, I would do it if I were them. The Monday next Monday night, because then there's oh, no more wow. pay per views between. Uh, chamber and mania we don't have a weird roadblock pay-per-view we don't have any awkward in-between pay-per-view i would do it that monday night raw which is next monday night i believe is in columbia south carolina so i would have them do it there because you want as much promotion for this as possible you want people buzzing you want people making travel plans they're gonna this will create a needle moving event because stone cold is a needle mover there's no question about it it's not just roman reigns t-shirt it's the real deal like this is this would create people who are maybe on the fence about going to WrestleMania to go down to WrestleMania and they'd have to make travel plans. They have, you know, so to me, this, they would, they need and should have as much lead time as possible to promote the hell out of this. So I, I wouldn't wait till the week before I would do it next week. Uh, all right. Well, moving on before that, uh, massive news story likely breaks next Monday. Now we have another news story coming out of, uh, Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes leaving AEW. And Tony Khan sending out like a thank you and all these things. And there's there's been reports that you and I talked about off air of due to creative differences, potentially. Uh, And now there's also talk about him coming to WWE, that he's been in talks with WWE. This is, to me, a shocking news story. What do you make of this? I honestly have no idea. I... (sighs) I'm super confused about it just because I feel like it happened very abruptly. Um, and the fact that, I mean, the articles that are, I mean, the people are coming out with these articles 
have been the people who are, are the same people who came out the Stone Cold stuff, who came out the Ronda Rousey returning at Rumble. So they're reputable sources. So I half my brain is like, oh, it's definitely going to happen. But the other half is like, I, but it, but didn't he have a falling out? I, I'm so confused. I don't know. It's it's a crazy story. I I honestly would love if he came back, but um, I have no idea at this point. I mean, geez. This, yeah, I, I, I'm honestly shocked by this because, um, you know, this is something that Cody Rhodes spearheaded as a rebellious company to WWE to offer something different, to give the fans a, a, a product that they have been missing since WCW was bought by WWF back in 2001. I mean, so this is this is really shocking that essentially one of the founders of AEW leaves and is now in negotiations with the competitor that they just built the company for to compete with. It's very weird. Something's not right. I, I, I'm very, very shocked by this. And if he goes to WWE, I do wonder what kind of reception he would get. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you think WWE fans would, would welcome him back with open arms? or like How would the fans react? I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I have no idea. That's a good point because him being on AEW... I don't know with the loyalty of WWE fans if how like if they would just be like no he was on the competitive um, platform we're not we're just gonna shun him completely or if they were they're like old face we missed you welcome back I mean that's that I feel like it's a fifty fifty on how they would even react. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by the the potential of of how that would. Uh... You know, how that would come out because I, I on one hand I could see the fans going oh my god it's Cody Rhodes what the hell is he doing here but on the same breath people also know the news story this isn't going to be breaking news I mean the problem is social media and the internet has have ruined so many surprises over the last 15 <laughs> years that it's, I think sometimes it does more damage than it does good with pro wrestling but um, yeah I, I don't know um, I, I don't think this is a work. I think this is real. I don't believe it's some kind of storyline. I think this is the real deal and something yeah. major happened that um, backstage we're not aware of. Um, it's either cash or creative. It's always one of the two C's, as Jim Ross says. So, all right. Well, let's um, let's get to Monday Night Raw because there's a lot to cover, and I do want to ask you about Chamber quickly uh, towards the end of the show and uh, allow you some time to talk about anything else. So, uh, let, let's talk. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. So. Uh, wow. Um, the show opened with Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley and all the competitors of the Elimination Chamber getting in each other's faces. It is kind of WWE-esque to do this whenever there's a multi-person match. It's one right after another. It's almost like they're standing single file backstage. And they're like they're just waiting their turn with their arms crossed in front of them. I mean, they probably are to some degree. I mean, because uh, yeah. they're coming out like one right after the other. And it's, I mean, it's fine. It, it, it is what it is. It's, it, that's, that's their way to build this match. I'm glad we're hearing from everybody to give them a voice. This seems to be really focused around Brock Lesnar and Bobby, the two biggest stars in this, in this matchup, without a doubt. What, did you enjoy this segment with Brock and Bobby and AJ and, and Austin Theory, who ended up taking an F5 at the end of this? Um, the segment in general, it was okay. Um, so Bob, I don't remember Bobby being like super terrible on the mic or anything. Um, I mean, he's always, I feel like he's always been just okay. Um, so when he came out and he started talking on the mic, I wasn't really paying too much attention. Um, but then as 
they start bringing out, you know, Austin and Seth and Riddle, who are, I feel like, significantly better on the mic. It made him his promos seem a lot worse than it was <laughs> um, because they're I mean, they're they're better on the mic. Um, Austin Theory actually pleasantly surprised me. I'm, I mean, I think he's a great wrestler, but God, his character is so annoying. Um, he is very good on the mic. I haven't heard him uh, besides the, you know, the pre-tape segments with Vince, but he hasn't really come out on the mic much. And I feel like he did pretty good. Um, I, I kind of enjoyed it a lot. Um, but I feel like them coming out and talking and, you know, giving their promos, it made Bobby's promo seem really bad. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I mean, not, I didn't really think of it like that, but Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley's never been, as you said, never been known for you know hitting an A plus promo, giving that <laughs> great go home show promo. Never. I mean, that's just that's never been his thing. At the same time, I think he has improved since he came back. I mean, before he almost said nothing, and MVP would say everything. MVP gets injured, and now Bobby Lashley has to essentially learn to swim on his own when it comes to uh, the, the mic, and he's he's okay. He's the thing is he never really he's never awful but he's never great he's just okay and he yeah. stutters over words he misses phrases he adds a verb where there shouldn't be but you generally get the idea he's just not a fluent very articulate speaker when it comes to promos that's just not his style and that, it's fine at this point in his career I don't know if I'd even bother because he's gotten by this long with just being that dominant uh, absolute monster of a man. And um, so anyway, there wasn't any physical altercation between Lesnar and Lashley here. I was fine with that. I'm cool with them waiting for that uh, once again until Elimination Chamber on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, they they really made Brock Lesnar here look like the favorite. He asserted his physical dominance, and that was really the point of it. And then I'm sure Brock got on his private plane, and he he was already home probably by 9 o'clock. I mean, so. Yeah. I don't. I, I think I'm in the minority here. Uh, I don't like Brock Lesnar. I'm not a fan. Not because I dislike the character more of, just because I think he's boring. To be honest, I mean he's a big dude, um, so I can understand how some people he's fun to watch. But after about the sixth German suplex and you know the fifth F5 thrown, I just I'm I'm over it. And when he did it at the end to Austin Theory. I mean, it was funny. He did it Austin Theory, I will say. But, um, and he took a selfie, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm not a Brock Lesnar fan, so whenever I see him come out, I don't really get super excited. I'm kind of just like, okay, well, here comes an F5 to end the segment, and then that's it. So, I don't know. So, the segment in general, I thought it was okay. I, I like seeing the guys interact with each other because those like Riddle, Seth and Austin, you you don't get to see them ever together. So, you know, seeing new faces talk to each other is kind of is refreshing after seeing the same stuff over and over again. Um, but the outcome with Brock, I mean, I feel like that's just the same every week. But I, the segment in general, it's it was OK. Yeah, I don't think it hurt or helped the chamber. Honestly, yeah. it didn't do either. And I'd rather have it do nothing than have it hurt the the excitement for the match. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. It was it was okay. 
it was okay. Even though I guess I'm more of a fan of Brock than you are, and and again, I'm not a I'm not a huge Brock supporter where I get goosebumps every time he comes out. <laughs> like I don't sit there and weep with tears of joy when you know his music hits. I just I feel like that he's 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 an established star. He does have a limited move set at this point in his career. But the thing is. He's not like Goldberg where he's very robotic in spear or jackhammer. Yes, he has German or F5, but he also has shown you throughout his WWE career that he can put on a hell of a match. It's not just that he's only limited to those two things. But I can see where you are bored by that. Um, and, and he's got the ponytail. The ponytail doesn't do it for you? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm more just really confused about if they're – I know they're trying to make him a babyface or, or think he's a babyface. But I still get like heel vibes from him. I get both because I don't know. It's conf- the whole character in general is very confusing to me. But you know, it is what it is. It it is very confusing. And I, the thing is, I thought they were turning him heel for a while, and they were going to double switch with him and Bobby because Bobby was being super respectful, and Brock was just kind of like Bobby who and all this stuff, which I think really actually hurt that rivalry going into the Royal Rumble, really mm-hmm. hurt it, instead of him taking it seriously, because that's a matchup we've all wanted for a while. But anyway, yeah, uh, so let's move forward, but I, I get it. I totally understand what, where you're coming from. Um, but, you know, he could be WWE champion come Saturday. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end of the show, because um, I'm, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are. Actually, wait, no, let me ask you now, because I'll forget. Do you think Brock Lesnar walks out of that chamber champion, or who do, who do you think does? Okay, well, want, what I want is Seth to be champion. I think his title run is way overdue. I want to see him with a belt again. I think his character would be just freaking elevated to a different stratosphere with a belt around his waist, because, I mean, he's already so, like, cocky and... Uh, arrogant now I just can't imagine how he would be like as a champion um and I just think he deserves it but I mean that's what I want what I think will end up happening is is sadly Brock retaining just because I can see WWE wanting the title versus title match and I don't know I, I don't think they have to do that at all to be honest I but I feel like that's what they're going to end up doing Stay right there. The WWE Podcast will return after this quick break. Let's talk about supplements for just a minute. The market of supplements is overcrowded, right? It's oversaturated. There's too many to choose from. You just don't know which one you want. You don't know which one's effective, what has potential harmful side effects. Well, I have one that I can tell you with confidence is not only not going to give you any of those negative side effects, but also will provide you with the energy that's sustainable. It doesn't have those crashes. And the product I'm talking about is called Energy Boost. It's from a company called Vitali Boost, and they sell a bunch of other great products. But you can check out the website at vitaliboost.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. So what makes Energy Boost so great? Well, it's made from natural, clinically researched ingredients that include caffeine, B vitamins, and other energy-stimulating nutrients. And it's perfect whether you're working out, gaming, studying, or during those intimate times with your partner. Not only does Energy Boost give you sustained, powerful energy, it's also specifically formulated to avoid those negative effects that I was talking about, 
that some people experience with just consuming caffeine alone. I, I'm a massive coffee drinker. I can tell you the crash is no fun, right? We all know that. Those of us that are Starbucks affectionados or um, wherever you may get your coffee, we all know what that does. This is not going to give you that crash. And Vitality Boost, by the way, is a leader in the supplement uh, energy market. And customers absolutely love them. Right now, they have a 92% five-star review on Judge Me. It's a third-party review platform that only accepts reviews from verified purchases. So you know they're not just creating these manufactured, uh, manufactured reviews. These are real people reviewing the product, honestly. And 92% is a, an amazing, amazing uh, five-star rating review. So check out Energy Boost today, risk-free. You can go to VitaliBoost.com. Again, that's V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. You use our promo code WWE for a discount. But if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the science behind Energy Boost, visit my Vitaly Boosts health guide at VitalyBoost.com. Again, V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. And right there, you'll find information from peer-reviewed academic journals about the active ingredients in all of Vitaly Boost supplements. All of these supplements, by the way, are made in the United States. That's cool. And a reminder, go to VitalyBoost.com. And use our promo code WWE. You'll get a discount on the Energy Boost and all of their other great supplements. So don't miss out, guys. Go check out Energy Boost. And again, it's VitaliBoost.com. V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. Yeah, you could be right. I mean, I think, well, I'll save my prediction for the prediction show later this week, but uh, you make a solid case. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I'm not trying to uh, be, <laughs> you know, be very secretive about it, but I really haven't given it a final thought yet. So, cool. All right, well, let's uh, let's move on to the United States Championship match. Damian Priest defeated AJ Styles to retain the United States Championship. He avoided the phenomenal forearm that allowed Styles to pick up uh, the the win, and he countered with a sunset flip for the victory. Got to have that roll up victory. So um, <laughs> we we got at least one of them, maybe more as the show goes on. We'll find out. So Damian Priest beats AJ Styles clean. Did you did you like this? Were you surprised? What what did you make of this? I wasn't surprised just because AJ's in the chamber, so I I really couldn't see him winning the uh, U.S. title and then going into the chamber with the title. Um, so I wasn't super surprised. Um, I loved this match. I thought it was great. Um, both competitors, I mean, Damian Priest and AJ Styles, both great wrestlers. I, the size difference I thought was really funny because Damian's huge and AJ's smaller. He's still big, but he's smaller. Um, and I think they both did great. I really enjoyed the match. Um, I think that this would have been a really good match to have at elimination chamber for the title. Um, and I like, I like the respect both of them gave to each other at the end. I, I, I like when wrestlers do that. Well, well, when they're both baby faces, probably not when one's a heel, but, <laughs> um, I liked, I liked the match. I thought it was really good. 
Yeah, it didn't last too long, and and you know, I, it, to me, it's still a little uh, jarring whenever I see AJ Styles lose clean. I'm, I'm still not quite used to that because I know how big of a star he is and can still be. Um, but they they needed to do a little bit of repair on Damian Priest, who I think was he was on a bit of a cold streak. He hadn't lost the belt yet, but I think they needed to just kind of uh, elevate him a little bit more. And getting that win over AJ Styles, I think, kind of did did a little bit of that repair. And you know, AJ's. AJ's not damaged by this, I, I don't think at all, especially considering that he's in the chamber on Saturday and we will forget all yeah. about this loss. I mean, people have already forgotten about it. And uh, so Damian Priest gets the victory here. Uh, it feels like Damian Priest has been United States champion for like two years. I It feels like a long time that he's been U.S. champion. And uh, I, I do wonder when he'll drop it. Uh, I, I was of the belief it was going to be against Kevin Owens, but obviously if Kevin's going against Stone Cold at WrestleMania, then uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, right. don't you yeah. love how they just dropped that storyline out of nowhere? Because I swear, like a week or two ago, they had Kevin going after the U.S. title, and then and then you just disappeared in the thin air, and now AJ's going for it. Which I, I was could very be confused because about that. maybe they got final confirmation from Austin that they That's were very they, true. You know, maybe they were kind of in limbo. And, yeah. and then they made that decision at that point and then said, let's just scrap it. So mm-hmm. um, it could be. Yeah. Um, and, and if it's going to be Stone Cold's return versus a U.S. title match, I, I mean, I think I know which, which way I'd rather go. So, yeah. Um, all right. <clears throat> Seth Rollins. Um, well, that, that's the, well, that's the main event. So let's uh, let's wait on that. Uh, the Street Profits defeat Bobby Roode and Ziggler when Montez Ford hit Roode with a frog splash. Tommaso Ciampa was on commentary. He brawled with Ziggler, um, who's they're, they're going to clash at the NXT uh, main event or um, premium live event. So Street Profits actually pick up a victory. It's, uh, the Street Profits have been on a really bad cold streak as of late. I mean, all, almost to the point of uh, unbelievable, considering where they were at the tag, top of the tag team division just a few months ago. And now they um, they, they get a little, bit of a victory albeit over the lowest-ranking tag team divi- tag team in the division. But it's a victory nonetheless, and they beat Bobby Roode and Ziggler. So any thoughts on this match? Um, okay, so I, I met Dolph Ziggler at um, the Raw show I went to. Super nice guy. Um, I also think he's a great wrestler. I He's one of the, in my opinion, one of the best sellers they the roster has right now i think that he's one of the best sellers they've had for a while actually so i feel like he makes any match he's in super fun to watch because whenever he takes a super kick to the face you really you you can almost like feel it you're like oh my god that did not just happen but i enjoyed it because i also like the street profits as well like montez sweat so montez sweat and Dolph ziggler just alone i mean i would be fine with a singles match from them um but Montez Sweat with his crazy like athleticism and Dolph Ziggler with his crazy selling abilities, I I thought it was a good match. Um, I do have one point though. Did you catch when Dolph Ziggler, um, I guess water was thrown in his face, but he acted like it was like acid and glass in his eyeballs. It was just <laughs> yeah, water. Yeah, so Dolph being uh, hit in the face with uh, water, uh, well, it was water, but it seems like acid. I find that extremely, I mean, I feel like it was a mess up. I don't know what it was, honestly. I don't know if there was, like, a miscommunication. And he was like, okay, well, I'm going to act like acid was thrown in my face. And then Corey, or it might have been Braxton, was like, all right, no, I'm going to say it's water, though. 
and then it kind of just got mixed because I don't know that was I thought it was really funny and I had to write it down because I was like oh my god that's extremely hilarious yeah I, I didn't know what to make of that I mean the biggest thing for me was Tommaso Ciampa on commentary because Tommaso Ciampa has been in such an NXT stronghold for so long that seeing him on Raw was a bit of a, a jarring but very welcome sight so um, yeah, I'm with you on that that whole water oversell, what, whatever that was. It was very weird. Um, and, and certainly they cut it out of Hulu. That's how important you know it is. Did they? Yeah. This did. This was not on Hulu. This did not. Wow. This, this, yeah. So another match that wasn't on Hulu, the next match, Omos, or almost, depending on how you pronounce it, take your pick, defeated the Hurt Business after a choke bomb on Cedric Alexander. And he, again, Omos since splitting from AJ is just uh, just doing squashes, but still spinning his wheels. Uh, the Hurt Business losing, I mean, that's not really an accomplishment. The Hurt Business it, it could be probably beaten by a, uh, a tag team of three-year-olds right now as far as how they're booked. But um, how did you how did you uh, take this? Is it Did it do anything for you? Did this match do anything? Not at all. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's... So when I saw him come out, I, I knew exactly what was going to happen. So he came out and I was like, all right, well, it's going to be a squash match. And it, that's exactly what it was. Uh, I was a little, I mean, not really. I was going to say I was a little surprised it was Hurt Business. But, I mean, I feel like, feel like they were the next on the chopping block to be, you know. They were inevitably going to be in Omos's, Omos, Omos's path of destruction. But I honestly, whenever I see him come out... Um, I don't quite particularly care, um, just because he's got no storyline, you know, he's going to come out, you know, it's going to be a squash match. He's going to win and he's going to look unbelievably strong and then it ends. So, I mean, I didn't think much of the whole match in general. I'm just not interested until he gets a storyline. I, I, I won't be interested to be honest. I mean, he had kind of one with AJ, but that was quickly moved on from. I mean, yeah. they, they just did that, boom, he beat AJ, and then they moved on. And now he's floundering in a, in a holding pattern. Now, I do think they still have big plans for him. Clearly, if, if you're in a squash match beating two men with easily uh, the caliber of Hurt Business, which are excellent and, and world-class athletes in their own right, Shelton and Cedric, if you still have a guy beating them easily, then that tells you they have something for him. They just don't have it yet. So Omos right now is uh, sitting, waiting for whatever that uh, that cue is that they're going to put him in, that storyline they're going to put him in. I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I, I am. I, 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 do you have any idea what they could be doing with Omos? Like, where does he eventually end up? I mean, champion is probably ultimately, but I, I don't know when or against who. Yeah, I'm – no, I'm on the same boat. I The roster – I feel like the roster right now – they have almost the whole roster fighting each other. Like uh, when I think of the roster, I think of, I mean, they have all of their main people in, in storylines right now. And I, I do believe they do want to do something with Omos, but um, I, I can't see them doing, I can't even picture them doing one right now because I mean, I can't remember how many matches he's had so far since the style styles feud ended, but um, how many more are they going to do until they, or how long are they going to wait until something pops up? Cause I can't think of any person on the roster that can even match him at all on any level. Not obviously not size, but like, like AJ Styles, 
that there's no one on the roster like him to go against Omos. And I just can't think of anyone on the roster that could even fill those shoes right now. Yeah, that, that's probably why we don't see anything happening with him. He's just kind of in the mid-lower card beating mid- and lower carters. It's very weird. Um, <laughs> maybe Cody Rhodes comes back and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I, I want him in something. And he hasn't even taken a finish, much less um, much less left his feet, much less lost a match. I mean, he has no-sold everything. He's like the fiend on steroids, no pun intended. I mean, like he, it, he doesn't sell a thing. If I had – oh, yeah, no. I His matches, by no doubt, are – they're not really enjoyable. I mean, they're super short, and he doesn't sell – anything like you said but do you i honestly could see um the next person he goes against i wouldn't be surprised if it's gender and shanky and like a handicap wow now that's a step up yeah i mean you talk about like next level i'm being very very sarcastic uh i mean yeah it's probably probably he's just going to continue to beat tag teams on his own yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know yeah all right let's move on lita and becky lynch signed their contract for the elimination chamber and Lynch was very disheveled and emotional. She begged Lita not to sign the contract for their match. But obviously Lita did sign anyways. We all knew it was going to happen. And Lynch was saying, you're, you're going to force me to do something I don't want to do. There was no physical interaction, which I was fine with. A contract signing not ending and somebody going through the table is always a breath of fresh air. And I had no problem with this. Becky showed a lot of range here. Becky's been consistently just really great on the microphone. And Lita, too. I mean, considering that she's been away from the business for so long that she's just able to almost pick up where she left off. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I really I, I'm looking forward to this match. I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, Lita's you know, in her 40s. Lita can still hang. And, and I, I think that she's going to have a really good match with Becky, who's going to be motivated by her actual childhood uh uh, her childhood hero in pro wrestling and that's a real thing so becky on the inside really has to be giddy about this this is this is going to be a cool match and uh so what did you think about the signing and their matchup coming up at uh, chamber well any segment that bex bex is in i um i enjoy but this one i thought was interesting actually so when she walked out she walked out um well she started with the belt hanging above her head like she always does but then walked with it blow her waist um but she always walks with it above her head smiling you know the same old same old the only other time she's walked with it below her waist is at um the survivor series match uh, against charlotte and the reason i point that out is because i think the reason she did that is because she walked with it below her waist at the survivor series match because it was a super serious match for her she was going against her you know ex-best friend she i don't know if she particularly wanted to do the match and she had a lot of feelings going into it so i don't know if she was like proud of the belt at that moment and i think it's you know reciprocated the same way here where she's holding it down you know walking up to the ring going against her childhood hero lita and i don't know if she's like particularly proud to have the belt and have to fight her childhood hero for it so i think that's a notable you know little detail But, um, no, I like the segment. It was weird because Becky wasn't scared. It was, she was, she looked stressed, like very stressed out. Um, 
And they're putting a lot of respect on Leo, which I like a lot. Because I've noticed that when they brought Legends back, um, like Mickey James versus Alexa Bliss, I think it was, and uh, Trish Stratish came back against Charlotte. Yep. Um, they made Alexa and Charlotte in those situations, like, you know, the big dogs. And they kind of, you know, didn't put a bunch of respect on Mickey or Trish being led, being legends, you know? Um, but they're doing that with Lita, which I'm surprised, um, because, you know, if you think they would follow a pattern, but they're making Lita seem like the big dog. I mean, I have, uh, Becky retaining, obviously, but, um, I'm super excited for the match in general. I think it'll be a great match. Lita's still, I mean, based on that moonsault from last week, if you're in your 40s, I mean, if I'm in my 40s and can jump off a freaking top rope and do a backflip onto another human being, I'm fine with that. Like, I hope I'm there someday. Like, in my 40s, I hope I'm in that shape because that is crazy. So I think it'll be a great match. I think Lita still has it. Becky always puts on a good match. Um, I think the storyline is interesting right now. I don't know. Well, in, in three years, I will find out. So sadly, uh, crazily, I mean, three years, I will try that maneuver in the ring, and uh, we'll see how that goes. I'll report back to everybody uh, if I can if I can perform the moonsault. Um, yeah, look, I mean, Lita is the one of the most beloved stars during an era where women were sexualized. I mean, to the point where outside of Trish and Lita and a, a couple of others, there were, there were pillow fights and Playboy pillow fights and live, you know, just, just it, it was it was bad. I mean, I remember yeah. Eric Bischoff doing the HLA, the hot lesbian action stuff, like stuff that, I mean, if they did today, imagine, imagine them just doing this from like 15, 20 years ago into in 2022. There would be boycotts. People would be burning down headquarters. I mean, it, it would be insane. And so Lita and Trish during that time, though, were the strongholds. They were the foundation for actually giving credibility to the women's division in an mm-hmm. otherwise just objectified division. And so Lita is viewed in many ways as a trailblazer, and rightfully so. Same with Trish. But I think, unlike Trish, Lita's really good on the mic. Trish was never that good on the mic. She's she's uh, you know one of the more iconic women in, in no doubt, but I don't think she ever really was a great promo. And she showed that during her promos with Charlotte when uh, a, a year or two ago when they actually had their match. Lita feels like she just slid right back in, even better than uh, Trish did. And uh, Lita still has the edge to her. She's quick-witted. She doesn't feel like she's scripted. I, I really have nothing negative to say about Lita at all. I mean, she is um, she is just kind of like that badass woman that the women can and men can relate to like she doesn't feel like she's only one for one specific demographic she just has kind of an all-encompassing uh, magnetic draw to her and that that doesn't happen with everybody so uh, i'm looking forward to this title match as well i thought the contract signing was fine her disheveled look i thought was a, an act i actually thought she was going to break out of it and and do something like just just completely uh try to defame Lita and embarrass her by saying you actually thought that you were my childhood hero like something <laughs> to try to uh fool her and in fact it wasn't an act it was her actually being disheveled about having to to realize what she's going to have to do on Saturday yeah. so that to me was the surprising part it wasn't an act 
it was real. And she tried to talk Lita out of it. it I, I thought there was going to be some kind of moment and it was, there wasn't. So the part in it that actually really, it confused me a little bit. I mean, when she said, you know, the, what was it? It was, um, you're going to make me do something I'm, I don't want to do or yeah. something like that yeah, along the lines like, of that. Yep. Um, what does that mean? I, I, genuinely have no prediction for what that means at all. Mm. I don't know if that means, I mean, is she going to grab the ropes again and the match? I, I don't know. But I also think it was slightly odd that they wanted to do this, <clears throat> the last raw before the chamber, because I feel like if they wanted to show Becky being like, stressed out for the match, they could have built it up, you know, like every Raw before, I guess there had only been one before this, but the one before this, they could have, you know, kind of hinted that she was getting a little cold feet about it and she was stressed out about it and didn't want to do it. And then like, you know, fully gone into her being fully stressed out about it. So they could have built it up more because Mm. her being... Yeah, this is like a hard right turn. All of a sudden she comes out. Yeah, I hear you. Her being so confident. I mean, I love... I. One, don't even get me started on heels, like running away from fights. I hate that, <laughs> that they do that because I'm a fan of two heels in this company. And if WWE makes a heel run away from a fight one more time, I'm going to lose my mind because <laughs> I'm like, they're bad guys. Bad guys are supposed to be strong. They're supposed to go for fights. I need heel representation over here. Like we're fans <laughs> of heels. Give us something. But anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, but she was super, you know, you know, BA last uh, Raw and, you know, not backing down. But now all of a sudden she's super stressed out. I mean, she's a mom, so I, I get it. So she probably has some late nights. Um, but what well, what is that? I mean, you could have built it up a little. Yeah, that that is that's the one criticism I'd have of this. And it's re- it's actually kind of difficult to criticize this story, honestly, I, I, outside of the fact that some people don't like these legacy stars coming in. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, to be honest, I, I think that Lita is a, a perfect fit for this. It's uh, I, And I like how Lita also said, I'm not here just for, like, one match. I am act- I actually want to run. She keeps driving that home, which is mm-hmm. really surprising because normally they're just kind of one done, cool, nice cameo appearance. We'll see you later. Lita keeps driving home that, no, she's here for a run. So I don't know if there's anything to that. If beyond WrestleMania, we'll see more of Lita or if it's just going to be uh, truly a one-off. So that's something to, to uh, consider. But yeah, the what whole, is... oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was just going to say that the, the whole hard right turn of just all of a sudden she goes from super confident to looking like she's homeless what was a bit of a uh, a bit of a, a stark change. I, I don't hate it, but there was like I'm, I'm missing a couple of chapters here, right? Like mm-hmm. where where was this evolution? But I've kind of come to the terms that WWE just doesn't know how to long term book. They just go on what they feel is great, good for that show at that time, and uh, long term booking is a foreign concept. So, what do you think she meant by that though? That line that Becky said that you're gonna make me do something I don't want to do because <laughs> I have no idea. I think that. Uh, I don't think I took it in the way that she's going to, like, snap her arm or try to injure her, maim her, kill her. Well, I, I took it, Yeah, I don't think she's going to take, you know, take a flaming table and, you know, or, or a bat wrapped in barbed wire and go make Foley on her. I just think that what's going to happen is that she's that meant that she's going to do anything she can to win the match, meaning yeah. cheat to win. That's how I took it. Like when she said, you don't understand the lengths and the things that I'll do to keep this belt. I'm like. 
all right, I could take that as a physical threat, but I could also take it as I'm going to use the ropes to my advantage. I'm going to, you know, go behind the referee's back, use a foreign object, that kind of stuff. Like, I, I didn't take it as, like, you know, I'm going to throw you off the top of the cell. So um, that's what I think. I think it's going to be some kind of hook or crook way, some kind of underhanded, sneaky, yeah. behind the referee's back type of thing. So. All right. Well, on to the next women's segment here. The Bianca Belair won the gauntlet match. This match was to determine the final entrant in the Elimination Chamber, although the final entrant wasn't announced until after this match took place, which was weird. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, Alexa Bliss was uh, too busy sitting in the therapist's office recreating her doll. The soul of her doll is in the replica doll. It, it's getting weird. Uh, so, uh, nonetheless, this match took place with five out of the six. And Bianca Belair won. The biggest thing coming out of this was really not Bianca Belair winning to take that the final spot to get the uh, obviously to have the biggest advantage of winning the match, but rather uh, Rhea Ripley, who went through three or four competitors before actually getting to Bianca Belair, who finally took her out. And uh, Ripley, I you know she went through Nikki, Liv, and Dewdrop. So that was uh, to me the biggest statement as. Byron Saxon would say 400 times in Raw, is that we got a big statement made by WWE that Rhea Ripley is going to be a major player moving forward. I mean, they they went out of their way to have Rhea beat three credible opponents. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this match because I don't think Rhea gets enough screen time or matches in general. Um, And I love seeing her wrestle. Uh, her entrance to her wrestling skills to her character. I think it's all awesome. Um, the first match with Nikki, I enjoyed because more of because we haven't seen a longer match with them yet. Like it's, it's, they've all been pretty short. Um, so it was longer than usual. Nothing really special about that one to me. Just, um, you know, her Nikki got a longer match. Great. Um, the, Rhea versus Liv matchup. Interesting because you never see it um, or have seen it. Um, very two opposite personalities colliding. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was actually thinking in my head to, uh, to myself, I was like, you know, if there were more women on the roster and the roster was filled, they would be actually a pretty good tag team. And, you know, their name could be uh, Watch My Brutality. Because, yeah. you know, Liv, Ooh. Watch Me brutality i think they i honestly think that'd be a really cool tag team but we can't afford that right now because we there have is no, no women's tag the team division <laughs> exactly. the, 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 the tag team champions are running unopposed i mean exactly. there's nobody to challenge them so yeah at some point that's kind of comical though if we think about it for two seconds like it's <laughs> it's not it's like very serious it, but, it's you know. sad but and it, on like, the other hand it's kind of funny it's sad disrespectful and funny all at once yeah yeah um no but uh, the Rhea and Liv, I've, only thing I'd say about that, good. Uh, never really see it, so interesting. The one that I really liked that surprised me that I liked it was Rhea and Dewdrop. I think that was the best of all of them. Mm-hmm. Because we've never seen Dewdrop get taken down the way she did by Rhea. And I mean, that, like, boosted Rhea so far because that shoulder bump I mean yeah. it, and, and the crowd I mean the pop she got for that I don't know if 
it was great. And it really boosted Rhea into like this, you know, they're going to do something with her because one, this whole match in general, but they made her look so strong and you could see that against Dewdrop, you know? Yeah. That, that, when she did that shoulder tackle to, uh, to Dewdrop, I'm thinking, wait, what just happened? Like, <laughs> like what, what, what do you mean she just shoulder tackled Dewdrop to the mat? And the, the crowd did respond. Yeah. Um, but it's believable. Rhea Ripley's built like a house. And oh, I mean yeah. that in the most like uh, respectful way. Like, she is a badass woman. I mean, she, she is a strong woman. And so it makes it's believable. I'll just say that. And they said that uh, sh- she knocked down the brick wall that is Dewdrop. <laughs> And that's 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 I, I don't know who said it, if it was uh, um, Byron or whoever, but that's how they described it. Maybe Jimmy Smith said it, but um, it, it was it's true. I mean, they're saying that Dewdrop is a brick, a brick wall. I mean, that's probably the best, most respectful way to describe her. Obviously, her being a bigger woman, which I think is actually an asset to her, considering yeah. that all the other women look the same in terms of body type. For the most part, it's that general kind of slender, athletic look and Dewdrop, while she's a bigger woman is to me she's got such an advantage just as Nia Jax did um, because she looks different and that I think that's to her credit and she's athletic and she's young and she's good looking and she's I think I think do you sound on the mic so yeah Dewdrop is a lot more dynamic than Nia Jax ever was I never have a problem with Nia Jax Um, I think we needed her at the time that we had her and she did great work and I know there's some stuff you know getting thrown in the air around about her, but in general, as a whole, she did a lot for the time that she had on the roster for the women's division in particular, but Dewdrop for a bigger woman is so athletic. I mean, the, and her cells are great. Um, and I think it's, it's super impressive. I mean, I, I actually really like her matches a lot. I think she's she, better on the mic than Nia Jax is too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah, so th- this to me was a great way to take Rhea Ripley, who was floundering in a tag team with Nikki A.S.H., beat three very credible women, and tell this to WWE fans, hey, uh, the Rhea's, look out, Rhea is going to be a player in the months to come. Now, it may not be as soon as WrestleMania. I don't think that she's going to get in a championship match at WrestleMania. I, I still don't believe that, unless it's in some kind of multi-woman match, which it could be because Becky, outside of uh, Bianca Belair, doesn't have a clear-cut opponent. So maybe this is her way of getting Rhea versus Belair versus Becky at WrestleMania. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking at, at WrestleMania. Um, but now we get to kind of weirdly another 24 well 24 7 championship and another kind of women's slash men's match here reggie beat dana brooke to capture the uh the the 24 7 championship so i know you also kind of an alternate story on this too but uh, what 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 do you what do you make of uh, the 24 7 championship reggie beating dana brooke here (laughs) okay i'm gonna be completely honest i mean i'm laughing thinking about it right now um Whenever the 24-7 segment is on, I, I I don't quite pay attention as much as I normally would, you know, with the main matches. Um, for what reason? I have no idea. <laughs> um, but I paid attention to this one, and it actually, it, it made me laugh. I'm not going to lie. It was the first one that has ever, like, actually made me laugh. Um, the take they they did on it um, 
with Reggie pinning her after getting friend zoned. <laughs> and, and and it was on Valentine's Day, and then and then the bow that wrapped it up with the waiter coming up and going, "You're gonna get the bill." I was like, "Oh my God, Reggie is a G for that!" Like he get friend zone, he took the belt back, left her on Valentine's Day alone, and then left her with the bill too. I, I don't know. I thought it was really funny actually. It was the first one that actually made me laugh. Now, I now you're ma- see. Here's the thing. I'll be totally transparent here. I didn't see the whole segment on video. I saw photographs of like the segment, and I didn't get the whole context. So now. <laughs> I need to go back and rewatch it because that sounds that sounds actually really funny for all the crap that WWE puts out producti- uh, productivity wise or uh, production wise. I think this one's going to be worth watching. Yeah, okay. it was actually <laughs> it was the only one that actually will get a, at least a smile out of you. Maybe not a laugh, but a, at least a smile because it was pretty good. <laughs> okay, I'll take I'll take your word for it. All right. Um, I was going to say a story. I mean, now that we're talking about Dana Brooke, um, I know how much you love Dana Brooke. Um, so I have a really great story about her um so me and my boyfriend were at the raw after day one and before the show started we you know waited outside to meet some of the superstars and you know we're watching them all drive in and um I kind of black out because I saw Seth and Becky drive in I you know freaked out a little bit (laughs) totally fine um and then, but before that, you know, you got, had some of the undercard people coming in and <laughs> we, there, a car pulled up and a blonde girl was in the seat and she rolled down her window and was talking to the parking attendant or whoever it was. And I mean, the fans who were, there were only, there was maybe 10 people in front of us, you know, at the front of the gate and they see this car with the girl in the car and they just start screaming, Liv Morgan, oh my God, Liv, 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 can I get a picture of Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan? <laughs> and I'm in the back of these people, um, and I'm like, that's not Liv Morgan, that's Dana Brooke. <laughs> oh no! And I mean, there, and I mean, her window's fully down, and she's hearing. That. We're only like ten feet away from the car. It's not a far. It's not far away, and she's fooling hearing these ten people scream, "Live Morgan!" And the saddest part, I don't think I've ever felt more sorry for someone. The saddest part was when they realized it. Silence. Dead silence. I mean, not a Dana. Can I get a picture? Dana over here. Oh. It's. I mean, it was like oh. radio silent. And I was like, oh my god. I have secondhand and, embarrassment listening to this. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh I mean, I'm god. in the back. I have my head buried in my shoulders, in my boyfriend's shoulder, <laughs> and like laughing. My oh my god, it was the funniest thing. And then I felt really bad because, but she was smiling, so I feel like she. She was. She realized she took it as a joke, but I think she took it fine. But that was the funniest thing I've ever experienced. It was. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, poor Dana. <laughs> and uh, now every time we see Dana pop up on her screen, me and my boyfriend are like, "Oh, live! It's live!" Oh, <laughs> oh, so that's like an ongoing thing now, right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> all right. So I should, 
Maybe I should correct myself. Reggie defeated Liv Morgan uh, to win the uh, 24-7 yeah. championship. No, yeah. yeah, there you go. Oh, are, my right? gosh. Uh, I, I do. I feel bad for Dana. Like, Dana is one, one of those uh, women that you're always surprised when she doesn't get cut on those, those especially this past year with how many people got cut, yeah. all the big names. How does Dana Brooke continue to survive? Who is she? Who, who, who is she dating? Like, there's something we're missing. I, I mean, feel like it's also people don't realize she's been with the company for oh, a yeah. good while, a like time. a very long time. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what's keeping her here. If, if they feel like they're going to eventually do something, uh, we'll do something. We've got this plan, that plan. Or if it's just out of respect that she's been here so long. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing here with her because why they're keeping her here to essentially just lose week after week after week after week. I don't know. I don't know. And now she's losing in 24 seven championships. So, they should put her and Tamina in a tag team. I don't know why I have the why I have them, you know, chase after the twenty four seven belt. But if you if they really want to make tag teams, they would be a good tag team. Like you could have the whole uh dynamic where, you know, Dana's all happy and cheery and, you know, Tamina's mean. Maybe she tries to like, you know, convert Tamina into being like this nice person, but you know, it just doesn't work out. But no, no one's meaner than Tamina. So uh, you know, you, that, that's you know they be, do her dirt. <laughs> that's a whole nother story. They do her so dirty. <laughs> well, so dirty. I just can't get that that out of my mind when Corey Graves says, like he says it so many times. Nobody's meaner than Tamina. Like, oh no, yeah, uh, that it's a classic. What are you talking about? Yeah. All right. Uh, Alpha Academy defeat the Mysterios. Chad Gable rolled through, rolled through a crossbody from Dominic, got the pin, and then after the match, Miz and Maurice, who've been on commentary, they attacked. The Mysterios. So Alpha Academy continue to roll. The Alpha Academy has been one of my favorite things over the last month, at least for me. Um, and they attacked the Mysterios, which obviously is going to lead to a match between the two at some point. And uh, well, a, a, another match, I should say. Um, maybe at uh, maybe WrestleMania is probably where I'm guessing that this is going because I don't see RK Bro surviving past Chamber. I think eventually we'll get the breakdown and having. Uh, having Riddle and Orton, one of them turn on the other. But uh, what did you think about Alpha Academy beating the Mysterios here? Um, well, when I saw the Miz come out, I was like, whoa, this heel trio, excuse me, Chad Gable and Otis and the Miz, that is crazy. And I thought they were going to do like a match or something with that and then it just turned out to be, you know, Alpha Academy and the Mysterios. Um. I thought it was a good match. I mean, I I don't care much for Dominic. Um, I don't have anything (laughs) against him, per se. I don't think he's a bad wrestler. I think he just needs, like, heavy character work. Like, maybe maybe put him in NXT for a little bit. I don't know. Um, But I think the match is okay. I'm not a huge fan of Alpha Academy. Um, What I thought they should have done, in general, would would be bring a person in for the Mysterios because I thought this is what they were setting up for anyways, like bring a baby face in for the Mysterios and then the Miz and Alpha Academy for a match at, um, chamber. Mm. Um, so you have like a heel trio versus a baby face trio. And I thought that's, I nailed it on the head and I thought that's where they were going with it. And then I saw Ray versus, um, the Miz and I was like, Oh, well, Okay. <laughs> that's it like yeah. didn't we just see that oh no sorry we saw dominic versus Miz, which is completely different um but i don't know i 
I thought that's what they should have done. I thought they should have made a six-person tag match. I, I, I don't really care about seeing. I love Ray, but I don't really care about Ray versus The Miz. Um, but the match, sorry, the match in general versus Mysterio's and Alpha Academy, um, it was okay. I, I did it end by a roll-up. I'm, I'm forgetting. My mind's blanking. Uh, yeah, it was a crossbody. Oh a yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I thought Dominic was gonna get the pin, um, for a second, and then the other, the second part, because didn't he like roll down and then he like rolled him him up? Mm-hmm. I thought he was gonna get the pin first, and then when I saw Alpha Academy get the one, I was like, oh well, actually, that's not what I thought was gonna happen. So that's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm. I really didn't have a whole lot of emotional investment in this matchup. I mean, Alpha Academy has been on a roll. I expected them to win. I've said this before, but it's as accurate as I can state it, that Dominic has the personality of a houseplant. I mean, the dude is just, uh, he he doesn't have any, he's good in the ring, but if he didn't have that last name that he has, I don't think he'd be where he's at. Mm-hmm. Now, he's good in the ring, but he still looks like he's, you know, fresh out of high school like it looks like he just graduated last week he's got a very young look to him he, he's not very the muscular the haircut uh, i think some facial hair could do him some uh, some wonders and a little character development i think turning heel on his dad would be perfect i've been advocating for that for many many months and they seem like they were going that road and then they just stopped i'm like ah, you know i think there's a lot of history there between uh, dominic and ray that they could they could pull on but they didn't, and uh, you know we, we get just good old generic. No, you know doesn't doesn't cut a promo, or when he does, it's very very just hollow. There's nothing to his words. Um, so at some point they'll they'll do something with him. I think they have to because he is good in the ring. But yeah, this match was it was always, it was okay. Um, you know again, Alpha Academy gets the victory, and um, I'm, let, let's move on. Uh, Alexa Bliss became the final entrant in the women's elimination chamber match. Bliss was shown continually, uh, uh, continually in her post-Lily therapy sessions. She announced at the conclusion of the segment that this was the sixth. She was the sixth woman in the match. Now, how that came about, or I don't know. Like, I don't know if Adam Pierce made it official or not. Apparently, he did. I don't know how she just said, "Yeah, I'm the sixth woman." It's like I don't, I don't <laughs> know why suddenly she just is there but anyway that's i'm fine with it it's nice that alexa bliss is coming back from her playgrounds and her backstage stuff to actually wrestle a match i've been advocating for that for how how long i mean it seems as if since she came and was uh, turned by the fiend that she's been 98 percent of the time backstage and it's like what why i think that's a lot of what hurt her too when the fans started to turn on her is can can we get her in the ring instead of just constantly sitting mm-hmm. on a swing or or talking to lily with lily winking at her or doing hocus pocus like and and i think that this finally getting a match with alexa bliss in an actual match that has stakes to it is going to help her um so anyway what do you think about alexa bliss being the sixth and final entrant into the women's chamber match and just kind of Alexa bliss as a whole. So, so I actually thought it was a surprise to me because I honestly thought what WWE was going to do was have, uh, Rhonda as the sixth person, uh, beat, uh, or get the title match against Becky. And then they'd somehow make it a triple threat. <laughs> oh no. Um, and then, yeah, 
I thought that's where they're going, but it was a pleasant surprise that Alexa was the sixth person. I love that she's the sixth person. I've been wanting her to come back. Um, I, I'm, I'm probably, it's probably definitely an unpopular opinion, but I haven't minded the therapy sessions. I, I don't think they're, I mean, I don't, I'm not like overjoyed for them, but I also don't think they're terrible. I mean, they're okay. Um, I like how they transformed, you know, her hair, her makeup and her clothes every session. I thought that was actually pretty nicely detailed of them to do. Um, and, but the only thing I had about this was I really wish they would have had her come out in the gauntlet match because I mean, if that determined who came in last in the match, why was, Alexa just completely avoided for that. Like, does yeah. she not get a chance to come in last? Like, is that just her? Is that just non-existent? I don't know. That confused me. I think they should have had her return that night before Chamber. I think it would have been perfect. I think her pop would have been great because everyone's been waiting very patiently for this. And Alexa Bliss as a whole, I really like her. Um, I like the goddess character more than, you know, the whole Lily thing. I don't mind the Lily thing. I think at some point they're going to do a a trigger for her where she'll absolutely just go ballistic. I think that a lot of people thought that she was going to have a split personality like Damien has. But I feel like that's a little too predictable. Um for her to have right now, like a split personality. Uh, so I think what they're going to do is have her be completely normal or, you know, arrogant, kind of cocky, like the goddess character was. And then at some point, maybe like when she goes up against Charlotte or finally meets Charlotte again, she'll have a trigger or something and then go absolutely ballistic. But I don't think we'll see that side of her for a while. I think she's actually going to be pretty normal-ish. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, probably. And, well, I, first of all, let me just say this, that um, that psychiatrist should probably have his license revoked because he handed Alexa Bliss the very item <laughs> that he was trying to cure her from. Yeah. At the very, I mean, he took the destroyed remnants of the real Lily and said he sewed it. He had it sewn into the replica really, Lily. I'm like, wait a minute. You just spent six weeks trying to cure Alexa Bliss of this attachment to this doll and re- and resolve this darkness inside her, and yet at the very end you give it back to her and you say you're healed. <laughs> I mean, like wait, wait a minute. Um, I, I mean, it would be like going into an AA meeting. You know, you go through all the steps, and at the end they hand you a six pack of beer, and it's like, yay, congratulations! You know, <laughs> here's here's your here's your six pack of beer. I'm like, wait, th- th- it was it was. I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna crap on the segment, and really, because I I did not hate these segments either and what makes it great is alexa bliss is all in on on her character and i've said this before alexa bliss is um really all in on whatever she does even if the fans aren't behind it or if maybe she doesn't fully believe in it she just dives completely into the character and yeah. she's she's a great actress like she could be in the movies like she could i think be a, a successful actress in hollywood i i do believe that she's that good in, in specific roles so that is her biggest asset. Beyond, yes, she's a very beautiful woman, all that stuff, but so is everybody else in general, you know, for the most part. Yeah. That, that, that to me is like a kind of a given. But for, for everybody else though, she, I don't think that she gets the credit she deserves with how good she is at acting. And, um, 
So that really helps her, and it is a bit of a tweak on the character that we've seen for so long now of just kind of this dark, fishnet-wearing, ponytail, kind mm-hmm. of still part of the fiend, and she's coming into her own. So I think that she has a solid chance of winning at at, uh, at Elimination Chamber. She has a solid chance of coming out of there as the victor. Uh, do I think she will? I mean... Th- if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, the winner of the Elimination Chamber is the one who's going to go to WrestleMania to face Becky, right? Yes, correct. Okay, so, um, I mean, it, it can't end in a schmaz. It has to end with one person. I still believe that one person will be Bianca Belair, but at the end of the day, it, we, there's still six weeks to go in, in TV. Could Alexa Bliss and maybe Rhea Ripley end up getting themselves into this championship match? I guess they could, you know, um, but I don't... I, yeah, go ahead. I thought that too. Um, I mean, no, since they released the lineup with Bianca, even in the lineup, I was like, okay, well, Bianca wins it easy. Boom, done. But, you know, Alexa coming in, I don't know if it means anything, but she did win the first uh, women's elimination chamber ever in um, 2018. Mm. So they have her returning after this hiatus to a event that she, you know, took hold of way back when. And, you know, this is her first, you know, this is her first big night back. Um, so I, I was, you know, full on head for, uh, Bianca winning, but now that Alexa's in, all I can say is I think that the last two will be, Alexa and Bianca. I know that for I I can almost guarantee it'll be Alexa and Bianca at the end. But as for who wins, I thought I knew, but now I honestly have no idea. I do know Alexa will come back with full pink hair. By the way, um, I know she has like pink streaks right now, but I follow her on Instagram, and she like dyed her hair fully pink. So oh, you'll see that at Elimination Chamber. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's that's breaking news. Uh, yeah, I know. Great breaking news. Well, yeah. Um, but no, it is it is interesting because it does kind of tell you where they're going with the character, and um, I I think that it's doing kind of an evolution of what she left before with the fiend spinoff, and she was she, mm-hmm. very very dark and kind of pulling into these superpower, uh, supernatural power type of character leaves a lot of fans uh, eye rolling. Um, and I hope she doesn't go back to that unless it's very subtle things. And I, I don't know if I was actually a fan of when they were at the point where um, she would transform in the middle of the match where she'd snap kind of like Damien did and the lights would start to go off and then she'd mm-hmm. become like unbeatable for a certain period of time. They I think have done away with that. But anyway, I think that this matchup right now is going to be the best thing for Alexa Bliss's career because it gets her out of backstage segments and into the ring where I think a lot of fans want to see her back. Yeah, in. And the women's division needs her. God, they need depth. Mhm. Yeah, that's why I don't think she'll go. I, that's why I don't think she'll go back anytime soon to you know the Lily character. That's what they. I know <laughs> the breaking news about the hair, but you know she had pink streaks in her hair with the Lily, Lily character. You know the pigtails, pink oh, streaks, the blonde. Damn. But now yeah. that she has fully pink hair, that that whole that I know it's a little thing, but character wise, that makes her a different you know person really. Um. So it's kind of like leaving the Lily character a little, you know, a little, little in the past. Unless she starts bringing her out. I mean, I, what if Lily gets her own pod? 
I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, God, I hope not. Um, no, you're right. I mean, it does those types of things are signals to fans of okay, we're evolving here, and it's not a completely new character. It's not like yeah. we got a completely different Alexa Bliss. Like this is a just an evolution, and I, I appreciate that. So, all right, let's get to the main event here, and that is uh, was Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton, and mm-hmm. there was a Broga party. That took place backstage that ended with, uh, I mean, people were playing you know, make-believe beer pong and, uh, you know, having those red solo cups. And um, we had Alpha Academy end up attacking Riddle and leaving him laying. Randy Orton was nowhere to be found. And that's also interesting, too, when you look at the split that could be coming, that Randy wasn't there to at least, you know, back him up and didn't come to his party and all that. And we had, by the way, Apollo Cruz who just decided to just throw away being healed for a night, throw away all the progress that he's made, and decided to join a toga party. Um, it, it was kind of, that, that was the weirdest attendant. I, I always look for people, like, they, they have their own wrestlers who aren't in storylines be extras for segments like this, and I always look to see, who do they not have anything going on for? And there's always, like, random people you don't know who are probably part of the production team that you don't know their names or face. And then they always have those wrestlers that, like, don't have anything going on so they're like hey yeah guess what you get to do tonight you get to dress up in a toga and play imaginary beer pong and so we we got uh, really the biggest thing out of this was otis attacking otis and gable attacking riddle um but this of course did lend itself to continue a little bit and seth rollins and randy orton as riddle tried to uh help out orton that was getting uh beat down as well towards the end of this match but this matchup i thought was uh was it was good it's what you'd expect from two veterans of this caliber randy orton lost from the stomp but um what did you think i mean i I thought it was i thought it was fine i thought it was good yeah i i thought it was great um you know i i find myself getting so excited about these matches you know you see these big names seth and randy and then you had rk bro and or what uh Seth and Riddle and you're like oh that's awesome but you can't ever get excited about these cool matches because in the end you know it's going to be something's going to happen it can never end you know in a clean way so as much as I was was excited about this match because I like Seth Rollins my boyfriend really likes Randy Orton so we were hyped and then we quickly realized like oh well something's going to happen like this is not going to end just like a match would end some someone's going to come in there's going to be a disqualification account whatever you know whatever it is um but i thought it was a good match they have great chemistry uh i was confused with the riddle thing so he he came out to save randy and then he ended up getting beat on and then randy had to come out and save him so do you think for that's going to be part of their fallout like I don't know how they would twist that, but Randy maybe being like, I had to stop my match to save you, and then I lost, and look what you did, and then Riddle maybe being like, oh, well, you didn't even come to my toga part. I don't know. I I want this heel turn to happen with Riddle so bad, but I feel like they're screwing it up so hard right now that the direction for it is so, like, in every direction. Like I have no idea where it's going to go because they keep throwing these little hints out there, but most of them don't even make sense. 
So what do you even take from that mm. with Riddle and that whole thing coming out? Yeah, I think it's Riddle just trying to be the uh, be the good friend to Randy. And do I? Here's what I think ultimately is going to happen: is Randy's probably just going to turn on Riddle. It's the predictable uh, uh, the 849th Randy Orton <laughs> heel turn, right? I, I think they're going to yeah. take the safe road and not turn Riddle heel because I think they feel they have something with Riddle, with him being a beloved character, and he's a likable guy on camera. He's goofy, and people you know feel like they have a connection with him. So I don't think that they're going to turn Riddle heel. I would do it, but I don't think they're going to do it because they want to take the safe road. So with that said, though, I can see cracks in the foundation because, number one, they're not champions anymore. And when, if you remember, when they did lose the championships that night, Orton told Riddle, you follow yeah. my lead. You do what I say. You tag me in. And what did mm-hmm. Riddle do? He followed what Orton said. He tagged him in. And Orton was the one who got pinned to lose the belts. So it, that that's that's a um, I think a a case or, or or an example to be made in the case of Riddle turning heel. But it overall is a case of just this team is is about to get ready to split. Now they they were in separate segments on the show. They weren't really a unit on the show. Riddle was doing his own thing. Randy was in his own matchup. Both of them got beat down. They can blame one another for not being there for the other. Uh, And so there's just a lot of foundational work going on here. I actually thought they would have already split. I predicted they were going to split at Rumble when it was in St. Louis and in Orton's hometown. There was a lot of -hmm. of opportunity there, but they didn't. So – I ultimately think they will split, and it will be Orton versus Riddle at WrestleMania, and uh, th- th- that's what I think. But this matchup was was good. It was fine. And having Seth, I will say this about Seth, the little things he does to piss you off in a good way is just <laughs> so cool. Like What I mean by that is when Orton got hit with the stomp, and he's laying there, and he, he uh, we had Seth take some time to cover Orton. Or, uh, Orton, he sat up and he kind of laughed and laughed at the crowd and sat up and just took that moment to essentially say, without saying it, I'm about to win this match. Screw you guys. It, it was just a, I don't know how to explain it. Just that moment that he took to just kind of gloat that he was just about to win the match. So um, the, just the little things he does. I mean, Seth right now should be – I hope he wins the belt at Chamber. He deserves Agreed. it. It's long overdue, and I, I think yeah, he'd be, he'd be a really fun heel champion going into WrestleMania. Yeah, I think what Seth does with this character in general is so, like – it. You can't help but like him. I mean, you don't want to like him, but you're like, God, he's so cool, though. <laughs> he, I mean, the way he plays his character from... That's why I want him to be champion so bad, because, I mean, he talks so much crap now. Can you imagine the crap he'll talk mm-hmm. when he has a belt to back it? Like, I mean, it would be him right now on steroids. I mean, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I think it's a good thing, but... It, I, I want to see it so bad. I really, I really, really hope he wins. But uh, with the way things are looking, I don't know. Yeah. No, I I, I hope so. I would guess. Uh, I don't have an official pick yet because I haven't had the uh, I haven't really sat down and thought about it because I want to still see SmackDown and things. So I I don't know. I, I don't. I think I'd give Seth a decent chance of winning. But I'm also really scared that Vince looks at Brock and Roman and goes, well, 
damn it, we need to make this as big as possible. And he's going to give Brock the belt, and it's going to be Brock versus Roman, mm-hmm. title versus title, which to me is a detraction from the product. Because you are taking complete storyline away from Raw for what? I, I mean, Brock and Roman, that doesn't even need the belts to begin with. So I, I really, really hope that they don't give it to Brock at uh, at Chamber. But I could foresee Vince just sitting there make, trying to make the biggest main event possible, not realizing he's cannibalizing his own product by having his other, you know, six top stars on Raw going, uh, so what are we doing at WrestleMania? What, what championship are we fighting? Like, the, the, he would, I think, really, that would be a serious mistake to do. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, all right. Well, uh, Grace, is there anything else that uh, you wanted to talk about or cover before we close things out? No, I think that's it. I'm I'm good. Cool, cool. Well, uh, did you have any social media you wanted to share? If you have any, it's up to you. No, I mean, maybe one day I'll make a wrestling page. But as of right now, <laughs> I'm, I'm just Grace. She's just Grace from North Carolina. That's it. That's all we Hell know. Yeah. Uh, and, and we will we will keep it that way. So very good, very good. Well, Grace, thank you so much for coming on tonight. It's it's been a pleasure. And for those that didn't hear, due to the magic of editing, she had to hang on for about thirty forty minutes as I uh, had to nurse my uh, six month old back to sleep. Um, and so hey, he's a good dad. He's yeah, a great dad. <laughs> a, a sleepless kind of zombie zombie mode. I always equate it to this, and I don't I don't drink anymore. I mean, I I <laughs> haven't drank in a while. But the reason I'm saying that is, it's like being really drunk at night, and you have flashes of what you did, and you're not really sure, but you 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 don't know how you ended up where you did, but you kind of have to piece the night together. It's like that. That's how little sleep I'm getting. It's exact almost. I wake up and I ask my wife, like, you know, so like, what time do we put? Did did like, I get up at three? Like, night. yeah, it's 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 that same conversation except you don't have a text thread or pictures to, and you don't to have kind of hangover. piece it together. Yeah, and you don't have a hangover. You you just are completely uh, in zombie exactly. mode. You're in autopilot. But uh, yeah, there there's that right. So. Um, Anybody, anybody that has kids can probably relate to what I'm saying. Uh, and uh, it, it's great, but it, my God, it's the hardest thing in the world. So uh, anyway, thank you, Grace, for coming on. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate it. And we will be doing this again soon, I'm sure. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was great. I had a lot of fun. I love talking WWE. I will do it anytime. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. And you, you enjoy your night, Grace. You too. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to WWEpodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to Patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time. Let's talk about supplements for just a minute. The market of supplements is overcrowded, right? It's oversaturated. There's too many to choose from. You just don't know which one you want. You don't know which one's effective, what has potential harmful side effects. Well, I have one that I can tell you with confidence is not only not going to give you any of those negative side effects, but also will provide you with the energy that's sustainable. It doesn't have those crashes. And the product I'm talking about is called Energy Boost. It's from a company called Vitaly Boost, and they sell a bunch of other great products. But you can check out the website at vitaliboost.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. So what makes Energy Boost so great? Well, 
It's made from natural, clinically researched ingredients that include caffeine, B vitamins, and other energy-stimulating nutrients. And it's perfect whether you're working out, gaming, studying, or during those intimate times with your partner. Not only does Energy Boost give you sustained, powerful energy, it's also specifically formulated to avoid those negative effects that I was talking about that some people experience with just consuming caffeine alone. I, I'm a massive coffee drinker. I can tell you the crash is no fun, right? We all know that. Those of us that are Starbucks, affectionados, or um, wherever you may get your coffee, we all know what that does. This is not going to give you that crash. And Vitality Boost, by the way, is a leader in the supplement uh, energy market. And customers absolutely love them. Right now, they have a 92% five-star review on Judge Me. It's a third-party review platform that only accepts reviews from verified purchases. So you know they're not just creating these manufactured, uh, manufactured reviews. These are real people reviewing the product, honestly. And 92% is a, an amazing, amazing uh, five-star rating review. So... Check out Energy Boost today, risk-free. You can go to VitaliBoost.com. Again, that's V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. You use our promo code WWE for a discount. But if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the science behind Energy Boost, visit my Vitali Boost's health guide at VitaliBoost.com. Uh, again, V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. And right there, you'll find information from peer-reviewed academic journals about the active ingredients in all of Vitali Boost supplements. All of these supplements, by the way, are made in the United States. That's cool. And a reminder, go to VitaliBoost.com and use our promo code WWE. You'll get a discount on the Energy Boost and all of their other great supplements. So don't miss out, guys. Go check out Energy Boost. And again, it's VitaliBoost.com. V-I-T-A-L-I-Boost.com. 